soup. Uh, welcome to Duly Debated, the show where you're entitled to your opinion, even if it's wrong. I'm your host, Nathaniel. Oh, wait, what are we talking about again? We are talking about seasonal media. I'm Nathaniel, shaken, not stirred, Levinson. <laughs> I am Ashley. I got a rock, Thomas. I am Jason. Can't come up with anything right now. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. I think I, I stole yours. <laughs> no, it's all right. Jason also got a rock. All right, so uh, we are going to be talking about seasonal media today, um, but before that, while you guys were chit-chatting, I went ahead and wrote up my next Nathaniel Explorer Classics. All right. So, um, Jason, you might not know what this is, I don't think that's the first, I'm still editing the first episode that has this, um, but basically, I go to a classic movie, or you know what I consider a classic movie, and then I'm going to write about it in a narration style All right. that... References the movie, but doesn't tell you what the movie is. And the, the, the narration style has nothing to do with the movie. So, for instance, the first one, it was just a test. It was Gladiator, but uh, it was uh, done in like a film noir style. Okay. Right? So, so. Are we attempting to guess? Yes, you are All attempting. Right. So, don't. So, let me finish, but, you know, try to think of when you when it clicked for you, uh, if you got it. All right. Nice. So, here we go. That's way too phonetic. Starting, 463-928.2. We have landed on a strange M-Class planet, reminiscent of 1947. We have integrated into the population by inserting ourselves into the under the care of a rather eclectic inventor. His Rube Goldberg-esque machinations provide some amusement to the crew, turning the making of breakfast from a chore into a spectacle. We are currently investigating a rather curious phenomenon. Some strange energy field, possibly sentient seems to have inhabited the chassis of the inventor's primary mode of transportation. During the initial field test, the vehicle actually achieved liftoff. We tracked them to an overseas country, reminiscent of a World War I-era Eastern European dictatorship. Despite the insistence of my first officer, we have chosen to remain spectators following the primary directive. As it turns out, interference was not required, as the inventor, his lover, and his two children managed to use their wits to outsmart the secret government agents who were chasing them and return safely home in their majestic Onomatopoeic purveyance. If anything, this incident taught the more cynical of our crew to never underestimate the power of good, old-fashioned ingenuity, as well as a solid song and dance routine. And walk. <laughs> what movie did I watch? I think I've got it. Go for it, Jason. I'm uh, thinking Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Bingo! I have never seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, it's a great so, movie. It's fun. There you it's go. a lot of fun. Okay. That's, it, I was like, I didn't know So wait, what, what, what gave it away for you? It, it's been a long time, but the... The era, the flying car, and then the confirmations were the description of the cast and the automatopoeia. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's really funny. The only like context I have for Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is a random line in an episode of Rugrats. Where <laughs> like the, Rugrats yes, the, uh, the adults are getting into an argument about something. Um, and they're like, Howard hasn't watched a movie since Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And Betty yells, I like Chitty Chitty 
Bang bang bang. <laughs> and yep, that's my only thought that's for that movie. It's been a long time since I've seen any of that too, but Rugrats referenced a lot of stuff. Oh, they really did. And when you uh I, I saw a meme the other day that said uh Stu and Dee Dee Pickles were thirty three and thirty two during Rugrats and it kinda hurt my feelings. <laughs> 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 well, there you so, go. Please stop. <laughs> All right. Well, so Ashley, this was your idea, so uh, yeah. I'm gonna throw it over to you. Okay. So, so um, I don't know about y'all, but I love me some fall. Fall, autumn. It's my favorite season uh, because one, I hate being hot. Two, um, <laughs> I love. Um, like watching the leaves change. I think it's beautiful. Um, I grew up in the mountains of East Tennessee, so it got particularly gorgeous during that time of year. Also, like, uh, I just love all the things that come with fall. Like, I just I just finished uh, a cup of pumpkin spice cake coffee uh, because I am a oh dear. basic white girl, apparently, when it comes to fall. But um, I also really love other things that come with fall, like uh, fall media. Um, so, uh, we, I pitched it over to the guys t- this morning, like, so, do you have different movies, TV shows, books, uh, games even, any kind of media you associate with fall? So this is, uh, I guess, um, we could, we could, I mean, honestly, we could do this for this every is, season. This is the, the pumpkin spice episode. <laughs> yeah, the pumpkin spice edition of the And while, while most... Most people are like, it's time to stop! Ashley says, this is delicious! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a lot of people are like, what is pumpkin spice? And it's really funny because they call it pumpkin spice, but it has nothing to do with pumpkins. Right. It's like, these are the spices you would put in pumpkin pie. Right. So there's, there's no pumpkin in pumpkin spice. It's, it's very different. And it's definitely gone too far. Like, pumpkin spice deodorant. It's like, no. Pumpkin spice toilet paper. Okay, right? so I'm stop not it. that bad. No. I, all, all I want. It's my pumpkin spice cake coffee, and I'm really pretty dang happy. You know, you can replicate pumpkin spice coffee at home by making coffee and putting some cinnamon in that making Yep. <laughs> or just a thing of pumpkin pie spice, which yeah. they sell by itself. True, which is just cinnamon and nutmeg. Yeah. <laughs> some allspice. Well, well, and, and de- depending on what kind you get, you're going to get a different blend of those spices. Sure, too. sure. But I, I prefer having on the cinnamon like light nutmeg, light all, allspice, and nutmeg can really overpower. Oh, for really sure. Quickly. For sure. Um, you know what's really good with just like a little bit of nutmeg in it? Mm-hmm. Like, wait a minute, what? Eggs. Yeah. I feel like I've heard that before. Just like a little bit of nutmeg, like a quiche or scrambled eggs. It's great, a fresh nutmeg is the best. You just feel like one great, one pass mm-hmm. on the microplane mm-hmm. of your great nutmeg, and it's just it's really nice. That's cool. Good to know. I've, um, I've had dill in eggs. That's like the only like unusual. Dill's a really good herb. Um, in, in seasons like that. Anyway. This is this is not kitchen chemist. This is no. This is dearly debated. Dearly debated. Yes. Fall so edition. other than pumpkin spice, natural plug. Natural plug. <laughs> <laughs> Always be plugging. <laughs> All right. So, um, who wants to get us started? Well, I only got one thing. So why don't you start, and we'll circle okay. back to you because I imagine you have a couple things. Okay. All right. So. Um, yeah, Nathan, you, you might want to look this up for maybe some intro or outro music, but there is, um, there is a, here's another Rugrats reference, but there was a uh, fall episode they did, and there was this whole song of, uh, about fall is here, 
And uh, I think about that song every single year. Fall is here, fall is here. It's a wonderful time of year. Um, and I, the only other line I remember from that song is the most important thing I have to say is don't wear white after Labor Day. <laughs> fall is here, season song for kids, kindergarten song, the song, Julie Tony. Yeah. Also, getting the white stripes were going to be friends. That's literally the first result. Um, no, Rugrats? it doesn't. Yeah, Rugrats. Fall is here. The babies release the leaves. Autumn is here. Someone dressed as a Rugrat. I don't know. I, think that's I, I, I will I will look it up and send it to you. See if I can find it. But anyway, uh, but it, it's sung uh, during like some sort of fall parade. Um, and Angelica is, of course, trying to steal the spotlight from Susie, who has the solo. And so it ends up being like this duet fight between them and it's pretty entertaining but um i remember watching that i i, was, I mean i was maybe in high school watching that but the uh the whole line about the most important thing i have to say is don't wear white after after labor day uh kind of stuck with me <laughs> i just don't like wearing white shirts anyways because then I, I look down and i'm like oh this is a disaster yes <laughs> i was like oh okay, very messy like, as, as nelly said in uh about white shoes in Air Force One. Uh-huh. The only problems, they only go for one night. Depends once you scuff them, you mess up your whole night until you need some mess. Yeah. I started this mess. Let me uh, let's let's get it let's get it going. So um, I have a confession. I never watched Rugrats. I always oh, looked really? at it. that that whole era of Nickelodeon animation to me just looked so ugly that I never wanted to watch it. Not I even Doug. Not even Doug. Well, okay, Doug. Doug, Doug didn't have the, the, the Rugrats and the Wild Thornberry that really lumpy. Yeah. Just, Classy. Really yeah. I didn't like it at all, uh-huh. so I've never watched any of that. I got you. That's fair. Yeah. Well, now it's back in 3D. Yeah. It's worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Excuse I, me. The only 3D thing on Nickelodeon worth watching is Jimmy Neutron, and I'll stand by that. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Fair. I never watched Jimmy Neutron that often, and I'm not really I interested I, in I, any I actually iteration. I've never watched the show, but really? the movie was not bad. It was kind yeah. of fun. Yeah. I, I watched both. They were both pretty great. The movie preceded the show, right, or is it backwards? No, the show. No, movie first. Oh, really? Yeah. I yeah. The show they, no. uh, they, they actually, if I remember correctly, they funded the show first, and then Nickelodeon was like, we can make a movie out of this to launch it. And of course, yeah. it has, when all the kids are going wild, it's playing uh, NSYNC's Dirty Pop. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's fun. There were chicken spaceships, egg aliens. It yeah, was, it, was, it, was, uh, it, was a, it was a bizarre movie, but it was pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. I have another Jimmy Neutron story, but I'll save that for a for postcast. <laughs> That's another one that had Yeah. Here's something uh, and so when we were talking about this, uh, discussing this topic I'm not leaving this solely to just specials, like Halloween specials Thanksgiving specials, whatever. Because that, I mean, that could be a whole other thing. Uh, I love holiday specials. With fall I associate certain things with fall. Um, and one of those... Uh, I'm sorry? Gravity. Gravity. Does gravity falls or the leaves falling? No, because of fall. Okay, but one of the things I really associate with fall is um, Tolkien, specifically referring to uh, the Lord of the Rings films mostly, uh, but uh, you know obviously the books as well. And, and I'm just making that clarification because that now there is a movie called Tolkien, uh, which is also very good. But uh, the reason I associate those with fall, there's a few of them, but. One, uh, The Fellowship of the Ring was uh, one of those movies I just watched on repeat in high school. We got a copy of it sometime over the summer uh, before my senior year of high school. And um, fall semester of my senior year, we ended up being out of school for a month because my high school had a very serious mold problem and a lot of kids were getting sick. Yikes. Yeah, so um, 
I was in the marching band, and you know, we still had football games, we still had a uh, band, so because we could do those things outside. So, so you got you got Rona, Rona before Rona. Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, but the uh, with uh, with band, what we did, we practiced all day on um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, but Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like it was like a race between my sister and I to see who would get to the DVD player first. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, the movies I watched on repeat that fall were Signs and The Fellowship of the Ring. So The Fellowship of the Ring is firmly ensconced in my uh, brain as a fall movie. Mm-hmm. Not just for watching it during the fall season, but also for the uh, you know, the gorgeous atmosphere in The Fellowship of the Ring. I love the Shire. I want to live there. Someday I will go to New Zealand and go see the Shire. <laughs> but yeah, that that is one of the uh, things I associate with fall. Um, also, it doesn't hurt that uh, Hobbit Day um, is a uh, September. When is Bilbo's birthday? September twenty fifth. No idea. Yes, my birthday. All it, you know, the story basically starts in the fall um, towards the end of September. Jason, you got anything? Uh, I was thinking about it, and well, I don't know that I have anything I necessarily watch at that time of year specifically but some of the stuff that uh, one of the things that came to mind I think it's just partially because of kind of the one of the things I sort of associate with that time of the year is like the nostalgic feeling kind of having or maybe even looking back I think and that's partially because you're leading up to Thanksgiving all that kind of stuff but uh, one of the movies and I think Honestly, for this one, it's just the nostalgia, and then I think it's kind of the color scheme that went into it, the way that it's uh, the way that it's shot and the way that it's made is, I think, about the first two uh, original Spider-Man movies, which have a really strong focus on family. Uh, the first one is actually takes place around Thanksgiving, because uh, you have that scene with uh, Aunt May, everybody convening at Aunt May's house where... Uh, Norman figures out that Peter is Spider-Man, but it's all about the family dynamic, the power and responsibility, you know, his relationship with May, and then I think just the way that that movie, the colorization and everything, the way that it's got kind of that warm tone just kind of makes me think about fall (laughs) a little bit, too. That's not unfair, because there was a lot of orange in that movie. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, the, the second one, which I think is... You know, one of the best superhero movies ever made. Very similar things, very much, uh, I don't know, just a lot of nostalgia. It's the kind of thing I would get up and just watch with a cup of coffee on a, you know, cold morning and did not too long ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but, so that was one for me. I was, I've been trying to think back on things that are more set around that time. One of the shows that just popped into my brain when you were talking about specials and things mm-hmm. was, um, Young Justice, which is a show that's very much, they date every episode, mm. and there's a specific chunk, especially in the first season, that actually takes place during fall. You can kind of see the leaves yeah. changing and all that kind of stuff. It's just, and again, some of the episodes in there are very much, that's a show, especially in the first season, that's very much about character dynamic, about finding family, and while I'm looking, I was looking it up a second ago, uh, trying to pinpoint in on some specific ones, but I think it's the latter half of the first season, you kind of end up in fall and heading towards Christmas, but there's some specific Halloween episodes, there's one leading up to Thanksgiving, that's kind of, and that's another one that I just really enjoy going back to pretty much any time. Well, I just thought of something that I don't, I, you know, I don't really like, it's not like, oh, I watch this in the fall, but it takes place during the fall, and, okay. you know, there's kind of a crucial element, so I'm just going to play a little bit, and you know, you're going to 
know right away what it is. Hum, hum, dum, 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 dum. Oh, the wind is lashing lustily, and the trees are thrashing thrustily, and the leaves are rustling gustily. So it's rather safe to say that it seems that it may turn out to be fields, that it will undoubtedly look like a rather blustery day. <laughs> that was actually one so, I was thinking about too. Is uh, yeah, that, the Pooh. Yeah, that just pops into my head every time I see the leaf blowing around and falling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, Winnie the Pooh is uh, one of my sister's all-time favorites. Um, one of my all-time favorites. That the whole that uh, I think it's 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 like three episodes that's put together as the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, mm-hmm. and it's uh, Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day. Um, Two other ones, forgetting the name of. Right. They're all really good. So it's like the introduction of Tigger and uh, the Blustery Day is just a really, really good episode. It's got mm-hmm. the half lumps and woozles and. and uh, That's on my Halloween. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good. Yeah, but uh, the main thing, I, I, you know, fall for me is like Thanksgiving, yay! And on Thanksgiving, I don't think we do it anymore. But Spike TV would always do a James Bond marathon. Mm-hmm. So, like, we would just put on Spike TV and whatever James Bond movie was playing, we watched that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, I, you know, I love James Bond. I, I love it when it's campy. The reason, one, you know, there's a couple of reasons I'm not a huge fan of the Daniel Craig run. Um, one of them is uh, Daniel Craig does not look like James Bond, <laughs> which it's not like a hard, it's not like mm-hmm. a hard thing to fill. You just have to have, you know, dark hair, dark eyes. That's it. So, anything else, don't care. Blonde hair, blue eyed Daniel Craig, not my guy. Um, which that, but that you know, I can get over that, except for the fact that they kind of took the tamp out of James Bond, and James Bond has always been very over the top, goofy, campy, intentionally so, kind of uh, tongue in cheek in, in certain places of just the absurdity of the, the things they're doing. Um, the other ones I don't really like are um, I think it's the Timothy Dalton ones, where. Uh, is it a view to a kill or I think it's a view to a kill but it's like a revenge like I, I hate mm-hmm. it was just like grizz, grizzly and brutal and I'm like this isn't James Bond this, is not, this isn't a fun movie to watch James Bond should be fun to watch mm-hmm. it should make you laugh at how silly it is mm-hmm. and to, oh, wow. to me the Craig the Craig movies just did not do that they made it like really serious I'm like I could be watching Mission Impossible and even Mission Impossible it's like stop taking itself seriously and it never really was but yeah right but um yeah, I don't know. I, it, it just doesn't have the feel of the old Bond movies, which, you know, despite them changing who James Bond was over and over again, for the most part, the James Bond movies all feel like James Bond movies, all, you know, 40 of them minus the couple the couple of outliers. Right. Um, which is why I'm, I'm kind of glad Daniel Craig's run is ending, and I'm hoping they're going to they're get back to just the absurdity of everything. Like, Daniel Craig was way too serious as James Bond. James Bond was not very serious of a person. <laughs> I don't have strong feelings about James Bond. Um, I've only ever watched like just a handful of yeah. the films. But yeah. uh, my my biggest takeaway with Bond is if James Bond were a woman, you would call him a whore. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, would, I mean, but, I'm calling him a whore anyways. Yeah. He's a whore. <laughs> well, see, but but other guys are all like, oh, I want to be James Bond. I was like, no, you don't. He's a terrible person. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, part of it. He's a terrible person. He can't. He's, he can't. He's incapable of forming long lasting relationships. Yeah. Because the one time he did, his wife got shot, which was one of the worst James Bond he's ever made. Diana um, Yeah. It was like the. It was uh, yeah. The Honor Max's Secret Service bad movie. <laughs> I'm gonna go and say there's a reason George Lazenby was only. Bond for one movie because people are like Bond is not supposed to be serious he's supposed to be just a goofball 
And it, what you know, what's funny is he's always like sleeping with all these women, and then half the time the women like take him hostage. <laughs> like, he gets himself into trouble more often than not. <laughs> You would, have, uh, you would have thought Sean Connery would have learned in the last crusade. Right? <laughs> you think, you think. You would think. You would think. Um, so but yeah, so so I do want to do just like a dedicated James Bond episode and have a really fun... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll bite, yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to do some research on that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's like 42, I think, or some, some absurd number. Yeah. So it's just, you know, watch what you can watch. And, you know, maybe just watch one run or... I recommend maybe watching a couple of different James Bonds to compare them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sean Connery is the best James Bond. I think that. I think that's kind of like a universal opinion. Well, well, I mean, I know some people like Roger Moore. Yeah, I think the Roger Moore ones, and, and the thing about, and this is the thing, the Roger Moore ones felt like the old ones just with updated technology, mm. which is uh, which is what made the they were like so over the top, so silly. Was um, Sean, sorry, was Sean Connery first? Or yeah, was Sean Connery was oh. the first James. Bond. Oh, I thought Roger Moore was first. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, no, oh Pierce Brosnan. The Pier- people look like look down on the Pierce Brosnan ones, but I actually think the Pierce Brosnan ones are really fun. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the Roger Moore ones, there are a couple, like, everyone has good, every Bond has some really good ones and some really bad ones. <laughs> but, uh, so, it, it, you know, start from a re- fairly humble beginning with Dr. No, which was more or less straightforward. He, was, he had, like, a, a nuclear power plan. It, the, the bad guy's bad plan was not insane <laughs> to Goldfinger, where it's like, we're going to use crop dusters to gas, to gas or knock guards. Then we're going to set off a dirty bomb to irradiate all the gold, making it worth umpteen million dollars somehow. I, that never, that part never made sense to me as to how turn, making gold radioactive <laughs> increases its value. Just like here's some gold, also it kills you. Who's buying this? But it, but uh, Goldfinger is probably one of the one of the best ones in terms of it's just got it's just got everything you want in James Bond. It's got mm-hmm. you know memorable lines, memorable villain. It's got absurd gadgets. It's got the uh, the Female antagonists mm-hmm. with an interesting <laughs> name. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is in the '60s. You're like, yikes, guys. Yeah. That's not subtle at all, but no. it's pretty funny. No. Um, but yeah, it's and, and you know, do you expect me to talk? No, Mister Bond. I expect you to die. That's <laughs> um, it's, just, it's just, it's great. And there's like, here, I'm going to kill you. And it's like the world's slow. They strap him to a table and put this laser that's going to cut him in half. And it's like, it will take seven hours to get to. You start cutting you in half. Like, come on, guy. <laughs> but yeah, James Bond. I don't. Again, I don't think they do it anymore. But that that was something we, we used to do in the fall. All the time. That, that is a fall association. But now, I mean, it's, yeah, it feels like that. You don't do TV marathons anymore because everyone's every, everything's streaming. So now it's like you pick something you want to watch and you, you know make, make that a tradition. He uh, still do yeah. the uh, twenty four hours of a Christmas story. I don't know. The only Christmas movie worth watching is uh, the original Grinch. Yeah, that's not Hundred Two. I like uh, Miracle Thirty Fourth Street. I like uh, which Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street? The, the original, original. Or, Mar- or Mara Wilson? The original. Okay. I don't know if it's the original. I didn't know it was the original. Uh, it happened like that. Uh, one of the best movie, the best Hanukkah movie ever. Uh, the Hebrew Hammer. Uh, the, oh. It's very silly. If you if, if you're not, it, there are a lot of jokes that will go over your head if you're uh-huh. not really hip to Jewish culture. But it's, I think it's still fun, and so here's the the whole the whole uh, plot. I'll, I'll summarize it for you. Oh, what's the okay? So what's the Jimmy Stewart one? The Christmas movie that's the most famous one. It's a wonderful. One. It's a wonderful. Yeah, one. yeah. So uh, so the whole thing is um, the main character Adam. Can't remember his last name. Uh, he he's the Hebrew hammer. He's like the secret agent for the Jews. 
Okay. And uh, and he joins up with the Kwanzaa Liberation Front to stop uh, Andy Dick, who is Santa's son. <laughs> right, Andy Dick is Santa's son, and he's corrupting all the young Jewish boys by handing out bootleg copies of It's a Wonderful Life. That is the plot of the movie. It's so, so, so funny. And it has one of the best, I'm going to put giant air quotes here, sex scenes, because there's no actual sex, but one of the best quote-unquote sex scenes of all time, where... Uh, the, the girl's like, talk dirty. He's like, I'm going to open a 401k and it's going to grow at an annual rate of 5%. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we're gonna, our kids are going to go to private school. Yes! It's so funny. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but that that was a movie where I was like, this speaks to me and nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a really funny movie. It's a, the only Hanukkah movie I'm aware of. <laughs> I'm sure there are other ones. Well, that's that's a little later for a fall seasonal, but uh, we'll keep that in mind. It fluctuates, it's not fun. that much, but it fluctuates. I, you know, you know, I it have... starts around Thanksgiving a lot of times. Actually, it always happens technically really? before winter starts. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm very much like a let's do the holidays in order kind of person. So, um, I mean, I kind of fudge a little bit on Halloween just because I love horror movies, but I also feel like those aren't necessarily just restricted to Halloween. At least not anymore for me. Yeah, I would, um, back when I was at Georgia Tech in lab, if I had lab on Halloween, mm-hmm. I would play a movie you yeah. know, while we were in lab. So usually it was 66 Batman. Nice. Yes. There's also this <laughs> really good, choice. there's also this really good AMV of Marilyn Manson's This Is Halloween, uh-huh. um, done with the Soul Eater anime. Oh. It's, it's really good. Interesting. Yeah. I can go if that's yeah, okay. Go, go, sure. Go all right. All right. So. Hang um, on. I got, I got you. Uh, you got me? Thank you, thank you. All right, so um, so other things I associate with fall, um, aside from my pumpkin spice and my Lord of the Rings or whatever, um, I also, you know, I really love holiday specials. Um, and so, and and as I mentioned, I'm I'm very much a let's do the holidays in order, but. October 1st rolls around. Uh, you've seen the meme of like Winona Ryder in, I forget which movie it is, but Winona Ryder looks normal in this movie. And then that that one's labeled September 30th. And then there's Winona Ryder October 1st and she's Lydia Dietz from <laughs> of, uh, Beetlejuice. <laughs> um, so that's me. That's me. I'm very much like, oh, it's Halloween time. October 1st rolls around. It's time to bust out the, ho- the Halloween specials, y'all. So... The, the one that I watch every single year without fail is uh, It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. I know Jason... I've you. never actually watched that one. Are you serious? I'm serious. Oh. I, the only Charlie Brown special I've ever watched is the Christmas one. Oh, okay. Well, we, we can fix that. We can fix that. I never really, like, watched them consistently as a kid on my own because I, I never had copies of them until I was in high school. In school, um, they that was one that got... It got routine play, uh, Halloween time, Um you know, if we had a rainy day or, like, during, like, the, the class, like, Halloween party, uh, when you did such things in school back then, was, uh, it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. So, um, I love, I, I just love, I'm a, so I'm a sax player, play the drums, um, I play piano. Jazz music is, is some great stuff. I love jazz, and so I love, love, love all of the Vince Guaraldi scores for Peanuts. Um, they just make me happy. So, um... 
I've made like a fall playlist before, and most of it is just it's like, oh, this is I guess technically a Vince Guaraldi playlist <laughs> because it's not just his um, scores for it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and uh, a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, but also like he actually has a song called Autumn Leaves. It's really beautiful. But yeah, that's uh, that's another one that uh, just it gets uh, busted out October first, first thing in the morning. Let's uh, let's watch some Charlie Brown with some coffee. Jason, uh, do you have? As I know, you had mentioned you, you associate uh, it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. What are you, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, honestly, it's been so long since I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we can fix that. <laughs> you, it was just uh, when you suggested fall, I was like, well, that that was the first special that popped into my head, but mm-hmm. I cannot speak on it in detail because it's it's been so long. One of the things on my uh, Amazon wish list right now is. Um, they a couple of years ago did a vinyl pressing of the score for it's the great pumpkin charlie brown and it's bright orange like the great pumpkin and it's wonderful but uh also i'll say uh linus van pelt has some, some pretty uh pretty solid advice on the whole <laughs> in that one uh, there are three things you should never discuss with people religion politics and the great pumpkin um, <laughs> um, which I mean, you know, I can't tell you the number of times I've been thrown out of a bar for talking about the great pumpkin. <laughs> I know, right, right. But it, it's 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 just funny to me now because I'm like, this is good advice for the internet. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the internet would be a lot more peaceful if people could give advice about these things. So. You think that, but they find something else to wail. I I know, I know. It does I'm, not have to be significant at all. They'll nope. find something. I, I I what I'm gonna do on October first, I'm just gonna start posting about the great pumpkin to see how many people want to fight me. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, so we're gonna talk about Halloween specials. I'm not a big Halloween guy. You kind of got me, you know. I, I interested in horror movies, but mm-hmm. most like Halloween, Halloween. I'm like, eh, mm. like bearded man. I don't have any costume options. Short bearded man, not many costume options. You know what? It's never uh, stopped me from being Brianna Torrance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but your beard is the same as hers. <laughs> As in none, but also, yeah, exactly. also, I, I've got a, a foot less leg than she does. <laughs> I think I feel like height, yeah, height, height doesn't necessarily need to be yeah. a big, a big factor. But um, yeah, so uh, you guys ever watch Ghost Rider? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Only Rider, like as an adult, though. Only just watched some recently. Yeah, it was. We used to rent. <laughs> All right, you kids, get ready for a throwback. I'm, I'm pulling an Ashley, and I'm talking about some old technology. All right. We used to go to the library and rent. VHS tapes. <laughs> so, so let me explain what all of those things are. A library was a place you would go to find <laughs> books. Books are things that have words in them that you hold in your hands that aren't a cell phone or an iPad um, or Kindle. A VHS tape was what we had before DVDs, which was what we had before Blu-ray, which is what we had before digital. <laughs> <laughs> you had to rewind them before you before you send them back. Otherwise, you were charged fifty cents. <laughs> but Ghostwriter. And I might have talked about this. Ghostwriter was this kid show, and you know, sassy young Levinsons. These kids are like, I want to say, like fourth and fifth grade, maybe, um, like preteens. And they're they're they they would solve mysteries with the help of this ghost that could write things out for them. That mm-hmm. that's literally is exactly what it sounds like. Ghost writer, <laughs> not ghost writer. It wasn't Nicholas Cage showing up, be like, whoa, yeah. helping solve mysteries. As amazing as that would have been. See, that's what I thought you were going with initially, and I was like, okay, we'll see how this relates. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Halloween, maybe. But... <laughs> yeah, ghost, ghost writer, mm-hmm. not ghost writer. Mm-hmm. Neither Nicholas Cage nor Johnny Cash are involved. Um, so, so uh, yeah, so I remember one episode where Ghost Writer almost dies because 
he's basically transmitting messages. He can go back in time, and he's transmitting messages to some kids in, like, the 30s. And he almost dies from going back and forth, and it's, like, really traumatic. He's like, this ghostwriter gonna die? <laughs> Keep in mind, I was traumatized by, um, the, the Winnie the Pooh movie that came out. Uh, what was it? Great, Winnie the Pooh, The Great Adventure? Search for Christopher Robin? No, 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 like, the first one they ever did. The first Winnie the Pooh movie they, that, 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 that they ever made. It's like the Winnie Pooh's Pooh. Grand Adventure. Yeah, Pooh's Grand Adventure. Yeah, that I think one. that was the same one. I think it's Pooh's yeah. Grand Adventure, The Search for Christopher Robin. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's just the one where they're going to, to Skull. Yep, that's the oh, one. Oh, school. Yeah. And I was traumatized because uh, Chris Robin basically tells Pooh, like, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to leave you. Oh, that and one was, like, like really hard for me to heck? watch. How can you do this? Yeah. I remember stomping angrily around on the patio like, this can't, it's not real. So, yeah, so I remember little me was traumatized by, by, by the idea that uh, when you grow up, you have to be separated from your friends. I was like, that's that doesn't sound right. Little Calvinist me was looking forward See. to glory already. <laughs> <laughs> but nowadays it's okay because you have the movie Christopher Robin. Uh, that, you know, he finds him one. again. I don't it's pretty good. Um, it's, it actually is really good. It is a really good movie. Yeah. But anyways, so so the, the one episode of Ghost Rider that I hated was the Halloween special. Because basically they make up a scary story... And then it show, it like plays out them acting out the scary story, right? So that's like as they're writing it, it's showing it happening. It was like this goo monster that was like dragging them into the sewers, and it was just gross and horrifying. I was like, why would they do this to Ghost Rider? I liked the show. This is mad. I hate it. So yeah, that's the that's that maybe turned me off the Halloween specials. <laughs> I'm sorry that they, they were uh, traumatizing for you. For me, it was I also like, the, yeah. one of the first things. So I, when, I if I remember back to like the library books I, I picked out, here's, here's what I used to get. There's this one book about um, World War II battleships mm-hmm. that I would pull out all the time. And it was really cool. It was like a thin book, and it was about one specific battleship that took place in one crazy battle in uh, uh, the Pacific. Then I would take out all these books. This is like a book series about classic cars, which I'm not a car guy. I've never been a car <laughs> guy, but I don't know. I love these books. It's like the history of the Corvette and the history of the Thunderbird. And it was, you know, I really, really like those books, even though... No one in my family has ever been a car person. <laughs> so I don't know where that came from. But also, the Star Wars novels, I would take out from the, from the library. They're like, Star Wars, I like that. Let me read these. And, you know, oh, look, these are really good. So that's what I, that's what little me. And then I would play uh, Putt-Putt, the Putt-Putt games on the computers there. Uh-huh. Putt-Putt and Freddy Fish. <laughs> uh-huh. <clears throat> we should just have a library episode. <laughs> we, we really could. That, yeah. That, um, but yeah, so, yeah, again, our family's never been, like, big into Halloween. So, Halloween specials, never, never a whole whole lot going on. It's, it's always been more about Thanksgiving for us, because we love it. Mm. I don't know. Uh, again, we, we should do, like, a holiday special episode, just because I think it's fun. By the way, here's a here's a good pod- podcast recommendation. If you do like holiday specials, you should check out uh, Rick Reynolds, the uh, holiday special podcast. Because he covers holiday specials um, from all the holidays, so he's found. So uh, he's the one other person who's seen the Hebrew Hammer. Uh, no, he. You know, shockingly, he's not covered that because that's a, a. I don't know that it's a, necessarily a holiday. Like he's kind of. Yeah. <coughs> I'm okay. It's, it's not a special. Yeah, yeah. He's he's kind of um, a, a little more structured on the uh, what what is considered what like a, a, a holiday special. So like. Like an episode of a TV show that um, is their holiday special. That's that's you know obviously all the Charlie Browns fit that. Um, anyway, that's a that's a that's a good um, good one. I, I'm I'm excited to October first queue up all of the uh, Halloween ones again for his uh, his podcast. The other like really like fall holiday special. Like I mean I could talk about Halloween for forever because it's like one of my favorite holiday 
is I love wearing costumes and I love any excuse to dress in costumes and Halloween is a great excuse for that. Also, you get candy. Nobody's mad about that. Moving into like more like fall, autumnal, Thanksgiving, that sort of thing. After all of the spooky of Halloween, um, you know, even I need a breather from that occasionally. So November 1st rolls around, get out of bed, grab some coffee. What am I watching? I am watching two different Thanksgiving specials. I think Thanksgiving is an underrated holiday. It's the best holiday. Um, so... That doesn't have anything to do with Jesus. <laughs> right. Uh, but the, uh, the, the two that I, I watch on repeat in, uh, uh, Thanksgiving season are, uh, The Mouse on the Mayflower and, uh, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. So, are either of you familiar with Mouse on the Mayflower? Nope. Or nope. Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Again, I've only watched the Christmas one. Mm-hmm. Jason, how about you? Again, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, same thing with Great Pumpkin. It's uh, been a long time. Been a I long see, time. The, the special I see every year for Charlie Brown is the Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. The uh, but Mouse on the Mayflower, ever heard of that one? I have heard of it, but I don't think I've seen it. Okay, so is it as traumatizing as The Secret of Nim? Um, no, not as traumatizing as The Secret of Nim. It's one that I grew up watching, and I still watch as an adult for nostalgic purposes. But also, I I would say there's definitely some stuff in there that's not good. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it is a nineteen. 19- 1962, I believe, 1962 Rankin Bass animated special. Um, it's not one of the claymation. Like okay, so it's yeah, not the stop motion. Yeah, it's, it's not the stop animated. motion. It's actually animated. I didn't know Rankin Bass did animation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you've never seen The Hobbit? Oh no. Oh, I've seen, I've seen uh, gifts of it, and it looks absurd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was Rankin Bass. Um, I think there are a few reasons this is this is worth watching. Excuse me, it's 1968. Sorry. Uh, the main reason I continue to watch this one is I really love the voice cast for this. You've got Tennessee, Tennessee Ernie Ford as a narrator. Um, I don't know who that is. Tennessee Ernie Ford is a uh, country singer. Shockingly enough, he was from Tennessee. Um, <laughs> uh, Tennessee Ernie Ford from Kentucky. But he's you? I know right. But he's got this beautiful, like booming. Um, baritone voice um he sounds like a lot of people in my family i, so... I actually have a sample of him oh my God! That's, no that's a tennessee whatever whatever no. um uh and then you've got some other like uh voice acting uh greats in there uh notably june foray who was uh that was she did uh, rocky oh, no she did bullwinkle well no she was rocky so she was Ro- she rocky's was, a squirrel yes rocky's yeah. a squirrel yeah so she she was rocky she's also uh she's natasha so much, yes um, very but, legendary voice actor. yeah uh, only passed away uh in 2017 she was 99 <laughs> uh but she's been uh voice acting since she was like 14 years old yeah. so, like she has she had had this insane career um, and then Paul Freese, brilliant, brilliant voice actor, big bass voice. Um, After him, at Jesus, he changed his name from Saul Heat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you would probably know him from us. Uh, uh, he was he did a lot of the Rankin Bash stop motion uh, Christmas specials. Um, he was uh, Jack Frost, uh, or excuse me, he was in Jack Frost. He was uh, Father Winter in that one. He did the Last Unicorn, which uh, was a nightmare fuel for <laughs> six year old Ashley. He did. Um, have you ever seen Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July? Nope. Uh, yes. He's, he's the villain in that. He's Winter Bowl. Oh, okay. Um, but just this huge, deep bass voice. He, he played a lot of villains. Don't worry, I got a, I got a clip of his voice, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, nope. <laughs> that is his voice. 
Anyway, um, I think it's worth watching just for like the voice cast, uh, but it's harder to find. It was it never had a DVD release. I got lucky and found a VHS copy in the free bin at McKay's in Knoxville. <laughs> but he, uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's something that I just I watch every year. There are some things in there that are not so good. Um, some friends in there there that they're not intentionally racist, but they're kind of racist. <laughs> um, so I mean, you know, if if you know. That's not your bag. That's not your bag. Don't watch it. But I, I think it's an interesting piece of history that's kind of been lost uh, to time, uh, just because it's it's not available digitally anywhere. It is um, it never got a DVD release. So if you if you've seen it, let me know and then let me know your thoughts. Um, I think Rick Reynolds on the Holiday Special podcast actually has a really solid take on it. A take on it that's really fair, like that appreciates the time that it came out of, but also like points to like the the good and the interesting things in it um so i like his i like his uh take on, on that particular uh special so but uh that one has a lot of like autumnal scenes as well i don't know have either of you been to new england in the fall at all possibly I, yeah uh, so i have and it's wonderful um like why can't the weather be like this all the time because it's cool it's pleasant it's pretty there's lots of trees and they're all turning you know orange and it's lovely well, um, much like the pirates who don't do anything, I've never been to Boston. Never, before. never been to Boston. Oh, I have. I, I have Me done either. it once, so I can now say I've I might have. I don't remember. Yeah, but anyway, it kind of evokes all of that imagery really well, and I just so anyway, the Mouse and the Mayflower, and then the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving because I love Charlie Brown. Also, like, kind of identify a lot with Peppermint Patty <laughs> in that uh, I stick my foot in my mouth a lot. Uh, I'm loud, and boisterous, and. Uh, my husband is bald and shy and sad boy sometimes. So <laughs> last year for Halloween, we dressed as Charlie Brown and Peppermint Patty, and there have never been uh, costumes that better embody our personalities. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I kind of love that one. And the, the whole gag about, um, you know, Marcy, why don't you go speak for me? And she's and Marcy's like, this is not unlike another Thanksgiving <laughs> story uh, about, you know, Priscilla um, Mullins and John Alden. Um, so anyway. It's uh, it was funny. I, I appreciate that. So. And also, you know, it's for all these scores. Good. It's also one of like uh, the only Charlie Brown specials you hear an adult voice, even though it's not necessarily like an adult within the show. But you hear Vince Guaraldi singing uh, "Little Birdie." Um, okay. So it's one of the only times you actually hear an adult at all. S- say more than wah 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 wah, wah 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 wah, which is a trumpet with a cup beat. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, so I was gonna say, as as a as a uh, someone who plays a brass instrument, do you understand what parents are saying when you know, wah 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 wah? And you're like, okay, yeah, I got it. I do not you play brass. Translate for us. I do not play brass. Saxophone, not brass. No, dude, that is a woodwind. Jason uh, is a trumpet metal. player. Yeah, I play a trumpet, and I completely understand everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it adds an extra layer. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's actually layer most people don't have access to. It's the, he's, 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 uh, yeah. You figure out why Charlie Brown Gnostics. You figure out why Charlie Brown seems so depressed all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving going into Halloween, I actually had something pop into my head. Uh, It's a couple issues of um, a comic that takes place around that time, and I actually probably do end up reading around this time every year. 
Um, I think because I associate, you know, the fall that time of year with time with family, with, um, like I said, looking back, you know, being thankful, that kind of thing. One of the things that that draws me to, the comic series that I end up going to whenever I'm looking for that kind of vibe, is uh, Fantastic Four. Because that is a series that's entirely about a family. Someone... The animated one? The animated Fantastic Four? Or just like Fantastic Four in general? Oh, I'm, I'm thinking reading oh, comics. comics. Okay. Yeah, 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 but I mean, yeah, you know, there's some... just, just registered, you said comics. Yeah, but, you know, along those lines, classic animated Fantastic Four is a lot of fun for the same reasons. Yeah, I was, I was, I was wondering, because they had that robot. Right? Yeah, unless it's the ones where they're, they have the robot. Did, that be, did they call it the Fantastic Five, or was it just the Fantastic Four with... What's the robot called? Well, Johnny Five they, or something like that? What it was, it was uh, Herbie the Robot. Johnny Five oh, is... Herbie. Johnny the Five is from Short Circuit. <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. Close Herbie enough. the Robot... And for most of that, it's because uh, censorship at the time, they did not want the Human Torch to be in front of children. <laughs> because they were worried that kids would light themselves on fire to... And it's like, uh, because you can't see his clothes, like when he's on fire? He's no, mostly it's, naked? It's, it's, the, it's the image of a human being on fire, I think, that had an oh, issue with. They, they didn't want kids emulating that. Um, you could have flying characters, but, you know, which seems dangerous right. as well. But. Right. Um, Nobody's but, ever heard a story about some kid they knew in the neighborhood that jumped off a garage because they were wearing a Superman yep. shirt, right? Getting back to the comic, my my favorite run on Fantastic Four is a more recent one. Uh, it was the run uh, by Jonathan Hickman. But I never, I go back and read that all the time, but I never start there. I actually started a short run before it that was by Mark Millar and Brian Hitch. Um, but one of the, the comic that specifically popped into my head, it's a two-part story where the family, the first cover, uh, the first uh, issue's cover is actually a Thanksgiving scene with uh, everybody gathered around the table, read about the cut the turkey, that kind of thing. But the comic itself is not about Thanksgiving. It's about the family flying to meet uh, one of Reed's cousins, I think in Scotland. And they end up doing like a Christmas celebration there that ends up having a very Halloween kind of feel by the end of it. Uh, but basically, they go to a small town to have, spend some time with family, and something's a little bit off, and they eventually discover, you know, a, a uh, this town is really great because for many, many years, it's not a very original plot, but for many years they've been uh, sacrificing somebody around that time of year to keep the strange creature that keeps their good fortune going. And, you know, Fantastic Four put a stop to it. It ends up being, like, a really good family story that kind of goes horror and mm-hmm. then goes back around to it um, because it is it is Fantastic Four. <laughs> but um, that was one that popped into my head because I, I remember that cover again. Um, and then uh, just that whole series in general, just that focus on family, that kind of thing. Another comic that I end up reading around this time of year is... Uh, Spider-Man Blue. I don't know if you guys ever no, heard of that or read that. that it's a it's a mini series, and again, it's like a kind of a look back. Was that thing. the Spider-Man Smurfs crossover we all wanted? Sadly, <laughs> sadly, no. Um, it was part of <laughs> where, where, where Smurfette is just like Godspeed, Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If it's Smurfette, then it needs to be uh... Godspeed, Spider-Man. <laughs> that sounded more like Grouchy Smurf. <laughs> no, no, I've got uh, Papa. I got Papa Smurf over here. 
Was pa- did Papa Smurf have a deep voice, or did he also have a high pitched voice? Uh, he was I, like I somewhere in the middle, yeah. kind of gravelly. Okay, well, then, then, then here you go. Here's a uh, here's a uh, here's some uh, from that same crossover. Here is a uh, Pop Smurf. True things that happen. Oh, I, I forgot about the Papa Smurf cameo <laughs> in the first Spider-Man movie. Yeah. <laughs> Papa Smurf, voiced by Don Messick, aka Scooby-Doo. Um, Ruh-roh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, Jason. Please no, continue right. with uh, Spider-Man. Fine, so I actually heard like now. Superman red and blue. Yeah, that's a I've never heard of Spider-Man. So movie. Marvel did a cover, did what they called a color series, and it's I believe they're all written by Was it Spider-Man Blue, Hulk Green. Iron Man uh, Hulk Purple. Gray, Daredevil Yellow, uh, Captain America White, I think it is. I haven't read the Captain America one. And then they all combine like, Power Rangers to form the Megazord. We haven't gotten that far yet. They, they do oh, this, is, they, is this currently coming out? Um, this, is, this, this is older, but they do, they've released the new one every oh, okay. few years. Okay. Um, okay, okay, okay. So, I think Spider-Man Blue might have been the first one. But basically what it is, is um, and part of the reason it popped into my head, is one of the issues is actually called Autumn in New York. Oh, there you go. Different times of year. Um, but it is... Spider-Man is up in the attic. Uh, it's in the era, era when uh, it was he and MJ were married. Is mm-hmm. kind of where it's set. But it's him looking back and just kind of revisiting the whole series. Of, it kind of redu- retells a lot of classic Spider-Man. But it's him looking back and remembering Gwen Stacy. So it's him going back and talk, thinking about times with her, times with MJ, and just kind of his remembrance from when he met her all the way up until uh, her infamous death in, uh, I think it's Amazing Spider-Man. And then no doubt had to get a new singer. Oh, no, that's um, but, but it's a really, it's a really good series. Again, focusing back on, you know, just spending time with Wait, family. Wait, so is it called Spider-Man Blue because he's sad? Partially. And it's also, um... <laughs> I it, shouldn't be laughing. It's also, like, uh, they really focus in on the blue palette. Like, instead of white in a lot of places, the yeah. art is blue. You know, it's it's really, really interesting one to read uh, stylistically. The art's really great. Um, but again, it's that focus back on looking back on time with family, kind of remembering, you know, those that might not be with you anymore. And it has a just a phenomenal ending as well that I've always really liked that I'm not going to spoil it here. Yeah, that's kind of... If you haven't read it, it's one of my favorite standalone Spider-Man stories. It's only six issues long and uh, kind of recaps... A lot of classic Spider-Man, which I love stories, including all that bad stuff that we talked about <laughs> that one time when we talked about Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the one where he kills Mary Jane. <laughs> yeah, not the, that one. Not that one. <laughs> that's, that's future. Oh, okay. A lot of the rougher Spider-Man yeah, stuff. I remember we newer. talked about. I, I brought that up, and you're like, "That's not even the worst part." I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> you had <laughs> something that was way worse. I'm like, oh dear. Oh yeah. We the there's actually. I'm not going to get into a long thing, but they actually drudged up a lot of the stuff that I hate really, really recently in oh, Spider-Man. No. Like, the most recent issue is all about uh, one more day and since past. <laughs> one day more. Uh, Spider- <laughs> Apparently, nowadays, everyone when in Spider-Man Spider-Man's has made a, a deal with the devil. But <laughs> 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 this is just like, man, this is great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> These guys are pretty much. No, none of them talk to each other and say, hey, you know what, Fisto? Yeah, don't make a deal with him ever. <laughs> no. Nope. You wouldn't think you'd have to say that, but you know. Anyway. Yeah. Getting off track. <laughs> you think. You think. Uh, but your Spider-Man uh, 
This reminds me, even though it's not falling, not fall adjacent. God speak, Spider Man. Green Goblin uses pumpkin bombs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, oh, I'm so excited for uh, Willem Dafoe to come back and for uh, Alfred Molina to come back. Uh, yep. They were probably the two best Spider Man films. He looks really young. Maybe it's just a ton of makeup, but oh, it looks like he has not aged since Spider Man. They're, they're digitally de aging him in that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, okay. Are they? Okay. Okay, I, I was going to say, I was like, there's no way Alfred Molina is, still looks like this. <laughs> Love the guy, but it's been 20 years. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was one of the. It's actually been 20 years. That was one of the things, like. In his uh, interview that he got in trouble with Marvel for, where he was just like spilling stuff. <laughs> you uh, signed an NDA. He was like, "Yeah, when they asked me to do it, I was really concerned because you know I'm not I'm not in the same shape that I was back then, and you know I don't know that I can do all that stuff." And they're like, "You remember you were Doc Ock, right? The, the arms do everything for you. You just stand there and act." <laughs> um, yeah. But but then Alpha Moon was like, "That's not the Jedi way." Just like, you gotta you know, get through his own stunts, mm-hmm. like Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't I, I can't think of anything else fall other than cooking. Right? Yeah. So fall, you turn to fall, and it, it's now in Charlotte. We usually have to wait till actual winter for this to happen. Right. But it gets cooler, and you start wearing sweatpants. Yay, sweatpants and sweatshirts. I like you know I yeah. like sweatpants and sweatshirts. They're so comfy. I'll, oftentimes in fall, I will just wear pajama pants all the time, <laughs> and I get yelled at like you're wearing pajama pants to go shopping. I'm like yeah, grow up. Like. I am grown. That's why I can do this. <laughs> like, I'm an adult. I can make this decision to wear my pajama pants to the store. Like, I'm walking in and walking out. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I would say Nathaniel is the poster boy for the people of Walmart, but he's not quite that bad. <laughs> no. At least I'm I'm, I'm presentable. <laughs> you're, 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 uh, your uh, sweatpants uh, aren't uh, putting on a show. <laughs> <laughs> not, none of me is putting on a show. I just, like, walk in, walk out. Get what I need, but like I'm wearing pajama pants, and it's cold enough that why would I bother? I might, might change the sweatpants. It's like, come on, mm-hmm. I work from home now mostly, so I was like, eh, yeah. really go get. I'm really gonna. <laughs> yeah. it gets, once it gets cold, because the room I work in gets gets really hot and gets really cold because it's uh it's not on it's not on the ground. It's uh not hot room. It's, it's right above. It's right above there. It's, yeah. it's it's raised. It's raised off the ground. So it's, it's not it, attached to the rest. It's not of attached to the rest of that. Well, it is. Well, one side of it it's is attached, attached to the second floor, but it, it underneath it is the patio. So yes. it, it, it it gets it's not well insulated. So it gets really cold. It gets really hot. Um, and I usually have to have the doors closed if I have a meeting. Um, to, so so yeah. So I have a little like space heater, mm-hmm. and I'll just like go down, turn it on, and make my coffee. By the time I'm done, it's like eighty degrees in that room. <laughs> <laughs> so. But yeah, it's like chilly weather, soup weather, yep. uh, warm warm foods weather. Mm-hmm. So I you know I, I enjoy that aspect. I'll put a, put a oh, bon- yeah. get a bonfire going. Uh, Greg and I will try to smoke cigars, and then we get freezing cold. And we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Greg is hilarious because he's got <laughs> zero cold tolerance. Like I have minimal cold tolerance. Right. Mm-hmm. Greg has zero. It'll be like fifty degrees. He's getting blankets and bundling up. <laughs> yeah, Miami kid. Yeah, I was gonna say Florida. Yeah, is that Floridian blood? It's really funny. He's, he's sitting there, like, vibrating because he's shivering so much. And I'm just like, dude, it's not that cold. Yeah. Fall is the time of year for great soup. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes indeed. Have, Jason, I think you may have eaten my totato soup before, right? I... You put toes in your soup? It's gross, actually. No, no, I don't put toes in my soup. I am not sure. You'll have to describe it. Okay, so so um, here, here's a fall thing. Uh, now, I 
to be totally fair, I have not finished this book series, which, uh, and for a lot of people, I know this is heresy. One of my favorite singer-songwriters, Andrew Peterson, has a uh, fantasy book series called The Wingfeather Saga. And in the Wingfeather Saga, the world in the Wingfeather Saga, they have a plant called Totato, which is kind of like a hybrid tomato-potato. Um, so one of the chefs uh, uh, over uh, associated with the Rabbit Room a few years ago made a um, Totato soup, which is the thing they eat in the Wingfeather Saga. And it's very much like a, a fall soup. So if you have people in your life that have gluten allergies, this is gluten-free. So just FYI, pro tip, this is a good one to choose. But it's got potatoes, like uh, yellow gold, gold potatoes. Um, those are my, my preferred potatoes to use. Tomatoes, carrots, onions, celery, uh, corn, uh, chicken, sausage, thyme, rosemary, bay leaf. Uh, the, the soup base is uh, you know, a, a good solid uh, chicken stock. Um, but it's just, it's a really rich, flavorful soup. It's one of those, like, the longer it sits, the better it gets. It's good with fresh bread, um, but that's something I associate with fall. It feel it, it's a very, like, hobbity kind of meal. It does take a little while to make, but the recipe I use makes a lot of it, so it's something I like to make for a crowd. Assuming you have any leftovers, because we, we rarely do, because it's so mm -hmm. good. Um, but if you do have any leftovers, it does freeze well, so... Um, Anyway. And we have had that. Yeah, uh, say, I'm, I feel I'm fairly confident I've made it for you guys. It's funny, this uh, past weekend I, I attempted to make tonkatsu ramen. It came out really good, like it was delicious. Mm -hmm. I did not get the broth the color I wanted it to. Because mm -hmm. tonkatsu broth is supposed to be like pearly white, mm -hmm. or, you know, off white, and mine was brown. And uh -huh. it might be desert, I put tuck feet in it, but. But I, but your toe suit made me think of this because I'm running around. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, I'm, prepping a bunch, I'm prepping a bunch of chicken feet, and Ethan's Ethan's like sitting in the living room uh, reading something, and I go over with a chicken foot and I just flick him off with the chicken foot, and he's like shaking his head at me. <laughs> go make dinner. <laughs> so I was having a little too much fun, and chicken feet uh, makes me looking at chicken feet um, makes me believe they could be tiny dinosaurs, or, like, <laughs> especially because they, they're just like these weird like almost scaly looking skin and these sharp talons at the end mm -hmm. and you're like yeah this kind of looks like a dinosaur foot mm -hmm. very small dinosaur foot small. i like uh, someone was uh, talking about jurassic park and it was like scientists have gone have made it their their goal to ruin all the dinosaurs <laughs> like jurassic park comes out and you know you see the mighty t-rex and the scientists are like actually the t-rex was mostly a scavenger and it got bullied by the other by the other dinosaurs on the schoolyard um, he's, he's the nerd <laughs> he's getting, getting wedgied by all the other dinosaurs <laughs> and the velociraptor was two feet tall and, and had wings and ate, ate like plants or whatever and they're, they're ruining everything <laughs> but yeah that's uh yeah it's fall again fall in charlotte is like a mixture of summer and fall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, pretty much. It, it, it kind of bounces it, back and it forth. It, it does not. It has not decided whether it wants to be summer or fall yet. We, we don't get fall until winter. Yeah. <laughs> we don't get winter at all. <laughs> Occasionally we get We winter. get like two weeks of winter in February. <laughs> yeah, it makes me sad. We haven't had snow in like two years. It, yeah. Like but, a really, I guess, sledding snow. Yeah, we've had, yeah. We've had some stuff coming down from the sky that doesn't count because it didn't stick. If it doesn't stick, it didn't snow. That's yeah, that's how I, yeah. That's we've, I we've got we tend to get more ice than anything else. Yeah, if we get anything at all. And were you guys here back in two thousand? No. Nope. There was an ice storm, not a snowstorm. There's an ice storm that just it was like an inch thick ice oh my covering God. everything. Mm -hmm. It was insane. Like it started with snow, uh -huh. and it snowed about half an inch, and then it just sleeted, and everything was just 
coated in ice. Power lines Shit. down everywhere, trees down everywhere, but it was insane because you could literally like skate on the road. Oh my I gosh. I wasn't specifically in Charlotte for that. Oh, I was in North, were, Carolina, North Carolina, so I do remember, remember that. that. Yeah, that was, that was insane. Yeah. We got some of that in East Tennessee too, because I got 2000, that would be my freshman year of high school. And like my, the, the college my mom worked at, uh, which was where I would eventually go to school, but um, they would not close for anything. <laughs> Neither would my school. Anything at all. But um, I was homeschooled, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, I was like, you guys get school off when it snows. We don't. You get done in three hours. I, yeah, but still. <laughs> I, I, that, it, was, it was memorable because my mom actually got to stay home from work like, uh, for like a day and a half, maybe. Um, and my sister and I'm like, oh man, we thought we were going to have the house to ourselves. Because my dad, my dad worked for the phone company, so when weather was bad, he had to work. Mm. Um, and so, uh, and then my mom's uh, work just never closed um, through inclement weather, hardly at all. Just I mean, we wouldn't get that much, you know, being not quite I mean, in the that's, mountains. That's how you build character. You go to school in the snow uphill both ways. <laughs> yep. Calvin, go do something you hate. Being miserable builds character. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, we into winter, so yeah. any other fall, any other anyway. fall things? Well, I, we can circle back to winter. Yeah, yeah. Stories, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do a winter episode another December. day. But, uh, but uh, I think that's all I had pretty much for fall, Jason. Yeah. One thing that popped into my head a little while ago, and is when you were talking about you and Ryan uh, doing your Charlie Brown costume last right. year. I remember you guys had also done a uh, costume for Chuck a while, way back yeah, when you showed us yeah. pictures of. Yeah. And Chuck had a couple Thanksgiving episodes. Yes. And Halloween yeah. episodes. That's yeah. right, it did. And uh, I do not remember a huge amount specifically about them, but they were fantastic, and I'm going to have to go watch them now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chuck's still the greatest TV show of all time because it's the only show, as far as I know, that has ever referenced the court jester. <laughs> <laughs> I I I need I'm due for a Chuck rewatch. Yeah, it's I it's Chuck's it's Chuck. one of the things where if you watch it back to back, it's definitely there's definitely stuff that didn't. It very much leads into the sexy spy stuff, like to the point where you're just like, come on, guys, move on. Mm-hmm. But the the character building is really great. That it, it does it does what what I think all really good shows do, where it builds the secondary characters out. So you're like, okay, I want to see what these these idiots right. are doing. You know, the fourth and fifth seasons are very rushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To the point where the fifth season villain, I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> like, where did he come from? <laughs> But watching it all, like binging Chuck, mm-hmm. is really interesting because the first and last episodes are mirrored, mm-hmm. like almost one to one mirrors mm-hmm. with Chuck and Sarah's roles reversed. Mm-hmm. Um, oops. So it's it, yeah, it's it's really, so my dad when he watched watched the the ending of Chuck the first time he was like I hated that, and then when he went back and rewatched it and watched it all and was like closer to it, he's like okay, you know what, I get it. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's actually a phenomenal ending because like, you know endings are always like really hard to do. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, at some point, there's there's questions you didn't answer. There's stuff you wanted to happen that, that just doesn't happen. Yeah. And the, the Chuck ending, I thought, was about as good as they could have done with the time they got. Sure. Yeah. So, that, I would point to that as a good ending. And I would point to Battlestar Galactica as you should have ended two episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only thing Chuck suffers for, from is the, well, we might find a way to come back and do just a tiny bit more. Right, so they, right, they left yeah, this yeah. little well, tease little at open. the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So somehow in the age of remakes that we live in, yeah. they have not found a way to do, to do Chuck, another yeah. Chuck, mo- or yeah. Chuck movie or another season yeah. of Chuck. Well, I can say, if they gender swapped it, and just like sexy male spy and nerdy girl working at the nerd store. The thing is, it's a box store, so it like, doesn't work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
mean, I have to visit a lot of Best Buys for work, and I so, think about Chuck every time I walk yeah. in. <laughs> so, I mean, and, uh, and you know, you see, lots, lots of uh, ladies working the Geek Squad table. Yeah, I was so. going to say, you yeah. could have it just be like a Geek Squad thing. Yeah. She doesn't right. have to be in the store. She just goes mm-hmm. from the store to work on people's yeah. computers. Yeah. yeah. I watch that like a sexy male stripper very spy much and, uh, and, a, and a super nerdy, <laughs> a super nerdy uh, introvert girl who's like, I'm a gamer. The guy's like, whoa. Anyways, yeah. So fall, it's a good. It's uh, you know the the fall weather when it's like sixty five and breezy, and people, everyone who's not in the south is like, fall is fall sixty five is fall. Summer's sixty five. What are you what what are you what are you talking about? (laughs) Like fall is when we start building our igloo. Like I got cousins (laughs) in Minnesota, and I always ask them. So how's the weather now? And it, it ranges from, well, it's really hot to, yeah, there's seven feet of snow on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going anywhere. And that's fine. Fall is good. Fall is good. It makes me want to sit outside, smoke my pipe, and Yeah, right, right. It's, it's really good sitting outside weather. Yeah. It's, like, nice and cool. You can you can dress to, you know, you, you can you can be comfortable. You can find the, the comfortable level of dress. It's like, when it's too hot, you can only take off so much. When it's right. too cold, you can only put on so much. But fall, you can find that perfect balance of this is mm-hmm. the appropriate amount of clothing for this temperature, and just go sit outside for a long time, and no mosquitoes or yep. human, reduced mosquitoes. Yes, that's the other thing. Um, Bugs go back to hell where they came from. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, in 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 uh, areas where they have really really short summers like Canada, the mosquitoes go insane. Really? Like they have horrible mosquitoes because mosquitoes are like, well, shit, we only got one month. <laughs> Let's get busy. <laughs> So like the the although we have a lot more mosquitoes, like the relative, it's spread out over such a much longer period that mm-hmm. the relative swarms are reduced in size. Yes, <laughs> speak for yourself. <laughs> well, it's funny because when I was in so when I was in Atlanta, uh, I was my house was like right next my deck here see and hear a koi pond from my deck. Uh-huh. So we had a lot of mosquitoes, and the first year I was just like itchy one hundred percent of the time. Yeah, and then after about a year year and a half, I just stopped noticing. Really? You know, every now and yeah. then I'd be like, oh, this itches for a little bit, but then I just, I just got used to it. Uh, no, I just, I get yeah. eat up. I, I then, think I have like a mild, like, allergic reaction to yeah. insect bites, and so I'm and, just like, ah! And then <laughs> when I moved back to Charlotte, I was like, why am I itchy now? <laughs> it took me like a year and a half to acclimate back to Charlotte mosquitoes. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. This, this year's been rough for me for some reason. It's like I go out to let my dogs out at night, and I come back with like 10 bites. I yeah. know. It's been mostly okay. Yeah. Although I spend a lot of more time inside than I usually would. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we also have like a little creek behind our house, mm-hmm. so right. yeah, yeah, yeah. They thrive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mosquitoes abide. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you guys, uh, listeners out there, tell us about your falls? Curious to know, like, what what is fall weather like for you? Because that that can change. Why, like, if you're in the Caribbean, like, what is what is a fall? Is yeah. that when you trip on the steps? Um, <laughs> And, you know, if you're winter, your like, awesome what is a fall? Like? We just have winter. <laughs> yep. Yep. We get our first snow in August. Uh, so, you know, let us know. What are your favorite fall things, holiday specials, late, you know, fall-related, Thanksgiving, Halloween, I think, yeah. two big holidays. Um, is there a Black Friday, Cyber Monday holiday special? Actually, yeah, I, know that. I, know uh, there's, I know there's, like, Black Friday movies, but they have nothing to do with Black Friday. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was, like, a, no, that was, that was like a, one of the seminal horror slashers. Was Black Friday right? Or no? I'm thinking about Black Christmas. Black Christmas. For, for a Black Friday special, I think we have to return to Chuck. Yeah, yeah. If they didn't do a Black Friday, I may be misremembering. 
because I know they did a midnight video game yeah, launch, but I think they did both. Yeah, they did, a, they did a Black Friday. <laughs> One of my favorite moments, it's like there's this crazy thing, they're saying, new assistant manager, uh-huh. and there's this crazy thing, and the sign rips, and it and it like folds back in on itself and says, new ass manager. New <laughs> ass, no, it says, new ass man. And Big Mike walks up, looks up, and says, I knew. <laughs> and well, it's so funny, I'm watching Terminator, and I'm like, Holy crap, that's Henry from Eureka. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, holy crap, that's Big Mike. <laughs> and I was right on both of them, which I'm yeah. not, I'm never right about that stuff. And I was right, I was like, go me. There, there are a few movies called Black Friday. Uh, one came out in 1940 with Boris Karloff and Bella Lugosi, so that should be pretty good. That's probably great, but I, I doubt it has anything to do with Black Friday as we know it. Uh, no. I was going to say, I'm guessing, I haven't watched uh, the show Superstore. My wife has, and I'm assuming there's probably a Black Friday episode in there somewhere. I would, I would think so. Um, oh, so there is a ah, okay. You because you demanded it. It's, <laughs> it's in production. Uh oh. This is gonna. Or excuse me, it's post production right now. Now this is this is gonna be real throwback. So get this. This is called Black Friday! Exclamation point. A group of toy store employees must protect each other from a horde of paras of parasite infected shoppers. Um, so it's a it's a Black Friday zombie movie, right? Right. Yeah. So uh, so this this is starring Devin Sawa, be still ten year old Ashley's heart, uh, Bruce Campbell. Yeah, there you go. Michael J. White, aka uh, Michael J. White was um, he was um, the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog, if I remember correctly. So he's going to be running around, um, zombie chasing, you're too slow! Uh, but he was also in Spawn, um, and and uh, he's Black Dynamite. In Black Dynamite. Um, <laughs> did you watch that movie? No, I did not. It was hysterical. Okay. Oh but it, anyway, so this sounds like it's going to be a horror comedy. I'm pretty excited. I mean, Bruce Campbell's in it. It's going to be great. Well, if, you know... If it does well, the sequel Cyber Monday, where they work at Amazon and get invaded <laughs> by robots from space, will be coming out in a few years. <laughs> well, so what I'm waiting for in this movie is for um, uh, Bruce Campbell's character to, you know, essentially, you know, because you know, that's chainsaw the whole, arm. Chainsaw arm, but I mean, that's that's the whole thing. Ash worked uh, at uh, Kmart. Um, so I'm like, I'm fully expecting for him to like bust out a chainsaw or whatever and say like, uh, hail to the chief baby uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, or groovy or whatever, or whatever. So anyway, yeah. Let us know, let us know your fall traditions and mm-hmm. foods and yeah. Yeah. Fall, fall things. Other uh, than fall, pumpkin I think, spice. Like, if it's pumpkin spice, I don't want to hear about it. What is? <laughs> um, Ashley does, though. I, I, you know what? I, I just, I really only need it in my coffee. My oh, pumpkin here you go. Pie, What's okay. the worst pumpkin spice product that you've seen for sale? I think That's, I've seen uh, a soda. Yeah. I think I saw a soda last year. That sounds was it Jones? Bad. Jones made sweat soda and grass soda. It probably was a Jones soda. I, I saw something the other day. I'm like, why? I'm, I'm um, pretty sure but, I saw pumpkin spice the other day. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That's existing. I don't know, like, I see a lot of cereal. Oh, here's another fall tradition. Count Chocula. Oh, yeah. But I, I don't know. I've seen, like, a lot of pumpkin spice cereal, and I was like, I really don't know that I want to have pumpkin spice Frosted Flakes or pumpkin spice, this, like, mini wheats. This seems like an innocuous question, but it may be a setup for a taste test episode. Oh, no. The Kitchen Chemist. You know, oh, I really hope not. Great? Oh, actually, <laughs> pumpkin spice everything? That yeah, y- y- y'all should do you, that. Yeah, you great. Yeah, it's it's going to be miserable. Because, like, if pumpkin spice does something wrong, it tastes like a candle. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm, you might actually die. Let's see. <laughs> well, if, if, you need, if you need some help, I'll, 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 I'll get started yeah. on that one. Yeah. Apparently, pumpkin 
spice pasta sauce has existed. Why? Uh-huh. You know. I mean, I've heard of like pumpkin pump- spice spam. Pu- pumpkin in your pump pot. Like I've heard of putting pumpkin in your chili. <laughs> I've done that before, and it's actually like nice. It like thickens up the, the soup part of the chili, gives it some extra well, flavor I mean, and it's texture. A, it's, it's a it's a gourd, so it's yeah. like it's got a, like meaty flesh that is yeah. relatively neutral in flavor. Yeah, yeah, and but but. I don't, I don't yeah, I want. I, 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 wouldn't mind it in my pasta sauce. I, to be fair, I, think, I just don't want those Greg, spices. I think Greg and I are gonna die. Thanks, Jason. Unless I can't you believe you've done this. <laughs> well, maybe you could get out of it if you do. You cook something with entirely pumpkin pie spiced flavored foods. I mean, that's basically you know, some, my 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 pulled pork rub is basically quote unquote pumpkin spice. It's like mm-hmm. cinnamon, allspice, nutmeg. I call it a Christmas ham. Make, rub, mm-hmm. Yeah, make a nice pasta with the pasta sauce and the spam as the meat. You know, I do want to do like a chopped thing. Yeah. Really yeah. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, so just give us give us a holla. We just add dearly debated at gmail.com, at dearly debated on Twitter. You can find me at Holy Golem and uh, my YouTube channel Kitchen Chemist, uh, the Kitchen Chemist, the Kitchen Chemist. Uh, we've got new stuff coming out all the time. We just put up a uh, just another cooking episode. Great <laughs> um, <laughs> made cereal, and I intentionally picked a really still cereal. <laughs> so he's just like talking, and he takes a bite, and just like, <laughs> <laughs> well played. It's a really good, really good episode. Yes. Uh, so yeah, Ashley, where can people find you? All right, you can hit me up on the tweets at the Nerdy Blogger. You can like my Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash the Nerdy Blogger. You can read my blog, nerdyblogging.wordpress.com. You can read my work on fangirlish.com, where right now I am covering all the Star Trek. So, really excited. we got a release date for Discovery. That's coming out in November. We've got Prodigy coming up, and I'm covering Lower Decks right now. Um, so, that's really fun. You can also hear me on uh, the We Made This Podcast Network. Um, I have been uh, on a couple episodes of their Real Talk uh, film podcast that covers current film. Um, and then I also recently got to guest star on their Lower Decks podcast called Rarely Going. Later this year, I'm going to be on the Discovery podcast called We Are Starfleet. And nice. you're also going to hear me talk about some Marvel stuff. I'm going to be talking about What If here next week, um, all of which means I need to watch all of What If before then. <laughs> um, but uh, also, um, I'm going to be covering Miss Marvel and She-Hulk. So you're going to be hearing me a lot more in other places besides really Debate. Nice. And of course, you're cross plugging us there as well. Ah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Of course, of course. Of course. All right, and, uh, you can find me at comicxile.com, where I have been away for a bit, but I'm back. It's uh, writing over there again. Likewise, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and very occasionally Instagram at comicxile. And that's comic singular, correct? Nope. nope. No S. No, no S. S. No S. No S. So. All right. Well, singular. until next time. Since we got Jason back the first time in a long time. Woohoo! Um, Years. This 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 is uh, for you. We will sow, we will sow far to green the autumn snow, and our labor shall not be for us in vain. She will grow, she will grow Far to make her dresses flow Until she's seated by the gin 
Until the mistress weaves again We will sow, we will sow And she will grow Oh